Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Monday edition of the Bird Brains. I'm Ken Dunnick, the ex-Eagles Philadelphia, excuse me, Philadelphia Eagles and Philadelphia Stars tight end. My partner is Mark Eckel, the longtime beat writer for the Eagles for NJ.com and the Trenton Times. Mark, how are you? How was your weekend? It was good. I, I didn't get a chance to see the game, so it was pretty good. It was even better. Well, I was reading it on, on my phone. Yeah. Well, for everybody listening, Mark lives in uh, the Myrtle Beach area, right? So he doesn't always get access to the games. But, Mark, you're a very affluent guy. I think you'd upgrade to the NFL package. Wouldn't you? I can't get, get it. Games. Oh, you I can't, can't get it. Where, where I live, it's great. I live in a, in a high-rise, in a resort. So uh-huh. we get what we – and we get I, – I can't complain about what we have on, on our TV, but I can't add – any like I, I don't even have a DVR because I can't add that. No, I don't. But I have, I have the Fire Stick, so I'm good with all that. And I, have, oh. I have all that kind of stuff. I'm figuring out a way. If, if they would take it off, the, if there was rumors of the NFL package going to a different um, um, carrier, yeah. And then if they do that, I might have a chance. Or if I, if I'm not, as you know me, I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> so if I, what are you saying? I, what are you saying? You didn't crack the fire code on the fire stick, or the exactly. pass code on the fire stick? Come on! Man. Well, well not, I, even if I don't think I could even do it with the fire stick, but uh, there are a friend of mine has, has told me about some kind of thing I could do where I can get any game anywhere. So, but that would be against the law, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Since we're doing a podcast, I don't. I'm going to come okay. out and say I'm not breaking the law. But all I right, could well, do it. Well, Anyway, I didn't see it. I I'm, I didn't miss much from what I. For all you people looking for a reason to hate Mark Echo, he lives in Myrtle Beach on a high-rise condo <laughs> on the ocean. So yeah. I'll let you I'll let you take it from there. But let, let let's talk about the Eagles a little bit. Uh, it was a, a loss uh, to San Francisco 49ers, 17 to 11. Here are some of my takes on the game, and we'll go through them, and then you can comment. First of all. Um, uh, the Eagles went toe-to-toe with a very talented team. As a matter of fact, until that last drive in the first half, I thought they outplayed them. They certainly could have been up maybe 10 or 13 to nothing. They wound up uh, going into halftime with a 7-3 to deficit. But it was really a fast and hard-hitting game, and I was so impressed with San Francisco's front seven on defense. I mean, those guys are men, and, and they blew up the Eagles' offensive line. And it was a low-scoring game, really kind of old-school football. What was your take on what you heard about the game? Yeah, that, I agree, and I like old-school football, so I kind of that that part of it was was good to see again. You don't see much of that anymore. You see too many games that are you know thirty-nine, thirty-five, and stuff like that, which is fun. And I understand people like scoring, but I don't mind good defense. I I enjoy seeing a good defensive game every once and again. But what you said first was it hit, is, is exactly, and we've seen this happen so many times in, in all sports, but especially football, when you don't take advantage of the opportunity that you have to put points on the board, it comes back to get you. And that's what happened to the Eagles yesterday. They only had three points when they should have had, they should have had at least, I don't know. I mean, being, well, it could have been easily 10, 13, 13 yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about back because let's talk about the best opportunities. Yeah. Right. They had yeah. at least one, they had one touchdown called back. They had a 91-yard completion to Quez Watkins and got no points out of it. It's the first time in NFL history that a team has had a 91-yard gain and didn't get any points out of it. And uh, so it was frustrating. And, of and, course, and, with, and a field goal blocked. 
and a field goal block, and Rager, you know, his foot hits the sideline, and he comes back in. You know, I wasn't even really sure of the rule. I don't know if you were. Yes. That I, thought if, I thought if a receiver was was pushed out of bounds by a defender, he could reestablish himself in play, and then the play would count. But obviously I was wrong because it wasn't he, he, Yeah, he, he can't be the first one to touch the ball. He can't be the first one to touch it. Okay. So, so that was disappointing, but still in all, you know, it was encouraging for me to see the Eagles going toe to toe with a with a really good San Francisco team, and and play like that. And then, to me, it looked like the defense kind of wore down uh, near the end of the first half. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco had a big edge in time of possession. I think it was like thirty four and change to twenty five and change, something like that. And uh, and we've got some injuries to talk about. So, right. um, well, with the, the defense first. I mean, the defense. If you if you look at the grand scheme of things, they only gave up seventeen points. You a lot of I remember Jim Johnson. That was his number. He would always tell me, or you know, tell other guys as well. But um, that's what we want to hold. You know, that if we we feel if we hold an offense to seventeen points or less, well, we're, we did a good job. So that I mean, from that certainly day, in this certainly in this day and age, it would. Well, be. yeah, you know, so, Jim Jim Johnson was back. You know when when the rules were a little more uh, flexible for defenses, yeah. but now if you hold a team to seventeen, that's a tremendous. So they so from, from an overall looking at it, yeah, the defense did a good job. Can't give up ninety yard drives. You just can't. Yeah, and they did. And then the Eagles score, and they cut it to a one score game, and they never got the ball back. That you can't have that either. That's you know right. uh, that the Niners got the ball, but there was still like almost five minutes to go, right? Yes, and um, uh, you get another take there. Who knows what happens, right? But and, another take. Because they didn't make just, a play. They didn't make a play. Well, San Francisco's defense made Jalen Hurts look very uncomfortable. Hurts, his numbers for the the day were twelve for twenty three, one hundred and ninety yards. He did have eighty two yards rushing, but that was mostly uh, out of self preservation. He's being clushed out of the pocket. Could you imagine if Carson Wentz would have played in that game? He might have gotten killed, right? I mean, Hertz was able to escape the pass rush a little bit. But, when, you know, Wentz, of course, goes down again with Indianapolis, yep. and uh, he's back on the shelf. So, um, you know, the Eagles, uh, they, they had – there's some bright spots. I mean, they've certainly got some stuff to work on. Uh, I want to talk a, a little bit about the injuries, but before I do that, George Kittle – who's the tight end for San Francisco. He only had four catches for about 17 yards. But he is an absolute beast. This guy planted two Eagles linebackers on their back, on back-to-back plays, which I've rarely seen any tight end do. And he looks, he looks rather thin. I mean, he's not like a big, bulky guy. I mean, he's but he's, strong. Uh, he's so strong, and uh, and he can, and he's a good receiver. And there's just a note I made here when I was going to talk about the game that I had to mention that. But so now, now let's get to the injuries. And the big one, of course, is Brandon Graham. Looks like he tore his, his Achilles. He's out for the year. I've had that injury. It's a very, very difficult injury to come back from and rehab. You know, uh, he's in his 12th year. I hope this yeah. isn't the end for Brandon Graham. But, I, you know, I, I, the guy, you have to feel for the guy because he's, he's such a true Blue Eagle, and he plays his heart out every game. Yeah, and, it, and unfortunately, it could be. I mean, I've seen two guys come to mind. Todd Pinkston tore his Achilles, never came back. Um, this guy didn't play for the Eagles, but another wide receiver, uh, Kevin Johnson, 
Jersey kid. That's why I, yeah. I know so well. Tore his Achilles, never came back. Another wide receivers, off. it's a different position maybe, but they were younger. I mean, Brandon's going to be 34 when he tries to come back from, from this. I don't know. How old were, were you when you tore yours? Well, you know, I was post-football. Uh, oh, okay. I, 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 I tore mine in a, uh, in a recreational basketball league. But I believe when I was 30 years old. Yeah, right. The worst injury I ever got was playing basketball. Playing basketball. interesting. <laughs> but, um, but I, yeah, you know, at 34, I, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen, if you, if, if you can, that, that would be nice. But I don't know. I just didn't I, Lawrence I don't Taylor, feel good about Didn't that. Lawrence Taylor tear his Achilles at the end of his career? I think he did. He, he, he did too, yeah. He came back he came in back. a year. Yeah, okay. in one I mean, year. It can happen. It can happen. The position you play, might just lose. Your, if you lose speed there, you know, you're, you're not a, you know, it yeah. takes away from you, but... Um, a little, a little bit different position. I mean, yeah, receivers. Yeah, yes, yeah. Speaking of Jason Peters, speaking of Jason Peters, so Brandon Brooks gets hurt again. Now, got a feel for the guy. He's had some anxiety issues. He was hurt most of last year. Now he's got a pec injury. Um, but again, I, I love, I love him as a player. I think he's a very good All-Pro type of a player. But just like Jason Peters, at some point when you can't stay on the field, you have to look for other options. Now, the Eagles went to Landon Dickerson, the, the rookie from Alabama. Uh, he uh, had a rough start, uh, but he, he looked like he settled in. Do you think he's the long-term answer at guard? I mean, maybe they don't have any other options right now. They think he is. I told you I didn't like that pick when they made it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an Alabama. Listen, I love Alabama. I, I, I respect that program greatly and Nick Saban I think is unbelievable but Alabama linemen just don't they're great at Alabama but and they all get picked in the first couple rounds but that, most of them don't pan out I don't know if it's just their system that is so good or them playing the, I don't know what it is but very they, there's been more busts of Alabama offensive linemen going in the first three rounds that they're out of the league in a couple years I mean they had that uh, center a couple of years. He actually ended up with the Eagles for a couple of games. Uh, Barrett Robbins. Mm-hmm. That was unbelievable at Alabama. He won every offensive lineman award. He was three national champions in four years, whatever it was. Um, drafted high. I think the Bears drafted him. And he didn't make it there. And he went, then I think he went to Miami. He didn't make it there. And the Eagles, the great guy. The Eagles brought him in. I, I remember talking to him about Alabama. This, and he played like a game or two with the Eagles, and, and they ended up cutting him. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I'm, I, I didn't like the Dickerson. I didn't like that pick when they made it. And, um, but a guy that's hurt all the time. I mean, how many games do you think he, he's going to play before he gets hurt? Yeah. Hey, a couple, one of the biggest factors in the game, I, uh, I thought, and you didn't see all of it. You probably, you might have missed this, but there were a couple of questionable defensive penalties that really hurt the Eagles. I believe both of them were on turnovers. The one they called Kayvon Wallace uh, for, I, I believe, was illegal contact to the head. When the running back has lowered his head, and Kayvon Wallace is trying to make the tackle, forces a fumble, and they call him for uh, illegal contact to, to the head area. To me, you know, I'm all I'm all for legislating safety into the game when you can, but you still have to play the game. And the game, the game is played at a fast speed. And when a guy's coming at you and lowers his head, I'm not sure what else you can do but try to lead with your shoulder, which may bring the head into play. And if that's going to be a penalty, 
let's put the the flags on and play flag football. I mean, come on. Like we said earlier, every rule, every. I mean, again, I'm I'm with you. I'm for safety. I'm, I don't want I don't want to see players in post, you know, trauma stuff. I no. Listen, you have to make the game as safe as possible, but you can't give every break to the offense. You can't. I mean, yeah. So when when a running back, when he's supposed to get out of his way and just let him score, I mean, right? You your job is to bring him down, and uh, it is. It's, it's. I think. I think if by today's rules, I think it was a good call. Like I just don't like the rule. Yeah. So some of the times it feels like to me that you know these these decisions on the rules of football are made in a vacuum, and the game is played on the field at high speed, and it's just not practical. For example, last week I saw a defensive lineman who was pushed in the back, uh, was able to sack, uh, I don't remember who the quarterback was, but he sacked the quarterback, and he actually hit him around the thigh area. Now, he was being pushed into the quarterback, and they called him for unnecessary roughness. I mean, (laughs) come on, what what are you supposed to do? uh, Tell me, give me an example of where where a call went a certain way and it helped the defense. You never, you yeah, never. You, you really don't. Hey, uh, we've got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about big week. We're at Dallas this week. Always a rivalry game on Monday night. Um, what, what do you think about the matchup? Dallas looks pretty good. They beat the, yeah, the I, LA I Chargers. See, I did see most of that game. That was a good game. Um, good win for the for the Cowboys on the road. Um, although it seemed like there was many Cowboy fans there as Chargers Chargers fans. It wasn't a true road game. Uh, this is Dallas's home opener on Monday Night Football. Tough spot for the Eagles. Tough, tough spot for a young quarterback and a young head coach. Um, that would be an impressive win. I, I think Cow- I think the Cowboys opened as a four-point favorite, which is probably fair. Um, yeah, but that that would be. It, they're going to have their hands full next Monday night. Well, and then they follow that up with the Chiefs at home. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> and then they're going to Carolina, who just beat the New Orleans handily yesterday. They're always that. a tough home team. And then they're followed up with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So the schedule makers did not do the Eagles any favors. Hey, hey, Mark. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and Atlanta, actually, you know, they hung in there for a while, but Tampa Bay was a much better team. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mark, we got a few seconds to go. Always a pleasure chatting Eagles football with you. We will be – Back next week, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday, because it's a Monday night game, so we can comment uh, on the on the team and on the game. But until then, everybody, we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Bird Brains. Have a good week. Take care.